Well, thank you for joining me on Meet the Leader, the 2023 review, because we've done a year. Welcome to this very special episode. And it's time to wrap up the year. Back in January, I started the series to introduce you all to amazing leaders in local government and to highlight the tremendous work that they do for the communities they serve. And it's been an extraordinary array of guests. I've had the pleasure of talking to Jazz Atwell of London Borough of Redbridge, Linda Taylor, who's a leader of the whole of Cornwall, Linda Hazy, who led East Hearts until May with most extraordinary passion and drive, Darren Rodwell. Well, what can we say about Darren Rodwell of Barking and Dagenham? Well, Barking and Dagenham is on the map because of Darren Rodwell. Dan Swords, well, he made me jealous. Too young, far too young to be the leader of Harlow. And with that vision and ambition, it was breathtaking. Gareth Roberts of Richmond-upon-Thames made me smile. Gareth's warmth and humour was just fantastic. Bev Craig, she's got a whole city that she leads in Manchester. And what an amazing story that she had to say. Vince Maple was one of my heroes of the election night and now the leader of Medway. Joe Harris of the Cotswolds, charming and far too young. I'm starting to become quite ageous. And finally, to end the year with my interviews, Ruth Dombey, uh, whose passion and energy is clearly uh, infectious as leader of Sussum. 2023 was a big year for local government, and the local elections brought us lots of fresh faces and new councillors. But one thing remains the same. And that is that there is an abundance of a quality of leadership in local government with community champions who are passionate about making life better for their residents. I look forward to meeting more leaders in the next year and continuing to showcase what local government's hottest talents uh, have to offer. But for now, let's just recap some of the best bits for the year. First year of Meet the Leader. So here is my top five. So... How do you get into politics? I just love the fact that Ruth Dombey came into politics by selling wine. And one of her clients happened to be... And we sold some wine to the local MP. So I rang back after about six months or so to hear how things were going and had a conversation with the MP's wife, who was running the office, who told me that their caseworker had walked out. And I said the famous words, at least famous here in Sutton, oh, um, I'm looking for a part-time job. What's a caseworker? <laughs> so I ended up working in the MP's office, having very little understanding of British politics and certainly not knowing much about the different political parties. So from wine, we moved in September to Joe Harris, charming and brilliant leader of the Cotswolds. He'd been in local government since the age of 18, and in our conversation, we heard the excellent story about how his father actually succeeded him as town mayor. I was the mayor, and then, and then my dad became the mayor. Ah. It's all a bit, yeah, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of nepotism backwards. Uh, so, <laughs> so who was mayor first? I was mayor first. Oh. It's a mo yeah, I mean, it is quite a story. So, so I was on the council first, and then about a year or two into me being a councillor, there was a vacancy on our local. Town council, sorry, just the town council, yep. and we couldn't find a candidate. And yeah, my dad had been involved in the community. He'd been the president of the local chamber of commerce. So I said, oh, dad, have you thought about standing for the town council? <laughs> so anyway, we got him elected. That was all fine. He got onto the town council. And anyway, I was deputy mayor at the time. And 
it's convention that the deputy mayor becomes the mayor. So I became I became the mayor, and that was a great a great honour. But little did I know, some of my colleagues had um, put him forward as deputy mayor, along with along with somebody else. So would you believe it? We had this we had this vote. It was done in secret for who would be the deputy mayor, and it was a tied vote. So my first. Yeah, my first act, Nick, as the new mayor of Sancaster, was to choose between my dad or this other member of the of the of the council. So I didn't. Uh, I chose my dad rather shame, shamelessly. You know, some. some I'm sure he was the best candidate. Sharing my vision, uh, sure. uh, absolutely. So, so yeah, I ended up with my dad as the deputy mayor, and then when I stood down as the mayor, he became the mayor. So yeah. I do hope that the officers don't get the wrong Harrises mixed up. One could be making decisions for the other. In May, we had Dan Swords, our most popular episode this year, learning about his unique journey into local government, which saw him become the youngest council leader in the country. I particularly enjoyed him recounting his vision for the regeneration of Harlow Town Centre and his first interactions between him and officers perfectly displayed his confidence and his ambition. And I, I came into the to the council on my first day and I was, you know, greeted by some wonderful officers and so on. And I remember they said to me, so what is it you want to do? And I said, well, it's quite simple, really. I said, I want to rebuild the entire town centre. <laughs> I want to build lots of new homes and I, I want to regenerate our, our neighbourhoods. And they said, oh, well, that's very admirable. There's a few problems. We don't own any of the land in the town centre. You know, council house building's a bit tricky with viability. We've tried it before, it didn't really work. And in terms of regenerating the estates, well, it's very complex with, you know, ownership and, and how you're going to fund it. So uh, perhaps we could look at, you know, some new benches and, and bins. I remember coming away from that and just thinking, what on earth have I got myself into? You know, <laughs> this, this, this is, what I, you know, I've got to join up this link now. I've promised people I'm going to do all these things, but I'm now sort of met with the reality of it. But... Actually, it was, it was you know, some fantastic officers. You know, the common perception of councils is that they're all lazy buggers and so on. But actually, there are some incredible people working in local authorities that, you know, share the same vision. And from one of the youngest new leaders to someone who'd been waiting a few years in the wings, Vince Maple. He became the leader of Medway Council this year. And in our August edition, I had the chance to ask him the question, that I'm sure everyone wanted to know the answer to. And that was whether his now infamous election night victory lap was staged or not. Now, let's go yeah. to that count. Let's go to that count because one of my team thinks that it was a very staged and very clever thing. But you running through the media, running around and the hand, and it was all so brilliant, coordinated. But that must, that, that was the best bit of fun I had watching someone celebrating their election win. I thought you were fantastic, all of you, cheering. Well, that's, but was that it staged? Kind. Did you do all that? <laughs> no, absolutely it wasn't. Oh, so, you see, I knew uh, that. Okay. I, I, so, so there's a couple of bits with this. So <laughs> we, we, we had the eyes of certainly the UK were on us, in part because actually less and less councils count overnight now. At that point, we knew we had won, yeah. which was great. LBC grabbed me for a comment right at the other end of the sports hall. It's a Medway Park, so a great sports hall where the counts have taken place in the last few electoral cycles. And I could see kind of in the corner of my eye, everybody else had gathered <laughs> on the stage. And I'm like, Without this you. is going to be a... Without... Yeah, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I, I need to kind of 
be part of that because it was quite I, I think the the final the final <coughs> count happened hmm. there was still one was still one or two parish elections happening you know still being counted but the main council election had been concluded so so I was I was running along from one end of the sports hall to the other literally just to run and then one or two people were giving it a I'm a big football fan so one or two people were giving it a bit of a as crowds do yeah, before, they yeah. tr- before they pick up a trophy. So I I kind of in the spur of the moment just yeah did did the kind of wobbly hand thing that some <laughs> people do before they pick up the Champions League. And again, if, if for, for me politically, that night was like winning the Champions League and the FA Cup and the Premiership all on the same night. And the fact of it being recorded was just coincidental. Yeah. Great local journalist managed to pick it up and it ended up as, as you say, it ended up everywhere. So yeah. to the to the point of which now that uh, occasionally coll- colleagues now mock me occasionally, which I'm very happy to accept. It's a brilliant piece of footage and I think it's still on YouTube if you haven't seen it. But our debut episode was Jazz Atwell, a fantastic leader of Redbridge and will be a loss in 2024, as I'm sure he will become a Member of Parliament. But it was fantastic to listen, and my favourite part was how he recounted to us the first time he was approached to join a political party and the subsequent decisions he made when he kick-started his journey into local government. It's really weird because one of my local councillors I actually went to school with and and he came knocking on my door and said, look, Jazz, I'd like you to join the Conservative Party and become a councillor with me. And I said, look, you know, Mark, this is not my political beliefs. It's not my political party. Thank you for the offer. But no. And... Unknown to me, he went and spoke to the other local councillor who was Labour. And he came knocking on my door and said, I want you to join us. And it was a long sort of slog because we weren't supposed to win. It was a conservative area and, and, and it made it very, very difficult. But it also was a challenge, which I couldn't sort of sidestep. And of course, Labour being Labour, they selected me in a very safe ward somewhere else. And and I said, no, if I can't actually be a councillor in the ward I live in, then I don't deserve to be a councillor. What is common amongst all of our guests is they wanted to stand up for their community. Their community matters. Making a difference matters. And knowing the people around them makes all the difference in the world. Some have openly said, why would I ever want to be a Member of Parliament? Some have said that they never expected to be leader, but they become leaders and they become amazing contributors to the communities. Too little is known about being uh, a councillor, and I hope that in this series we've opened some of your eyes and understandings to the talents and the characters that lead your councils. From the youngest to the wisest to the most enthusiastic group that you could put together. In 2024, I look forward to meeting a whole new group of people who are leading their communities. And I hope you'll join me. So thank you and Happy New Year. (laughs) 